wake up and get out of bed Don't delay your sleepy head Grab a seat on the couch Listen to what we're talking about In a Saturday morning pajamas Hello and welcome for us have a bowl of cereal Grab a spot on the couch and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas I'm your host Jax and I'm here today with an old-fashioned favorite, not too old, really, yes, it's old. We're going all the way back to 1999 to the classic of my high school generation, the original movie, The Matrix. Now, for me, it doesn't feel like it's that old, even though it's been at least 10 years since I've seen the movie, part of which brought it to my attention. Um, but this movie, it came out in 1999. It's not 2006. This movie is a senior in high school. This movie is a year away from graduating. This movie has been parodied so many times that it was actually difficult to watch because it's such a classic. I mean, I've seen this thing parodied more times than Scarface, than Indiana Jones, than friggin' uh, Citizen Kane in recent years, at least. So... That is going to come up into my review a little bit, um, but I do want to go into this movie because I think it is a great one, and if you haven't seen it or if it's been a while, again, like me, it's been at least a decade since I've seen it, we're going to go into what the movie's about, who it's starring, discuss a little bit. Yes, there will be spoilers, but I still encourage you to check out the film because you know what? It's still a classic and it's still going to give you some enjoyment. So, without further ado... Let's get into a little bit about why I chose this movie. I already mentioned because it's 17 years old, because it was a classic for me, it is something I wanted to bring up. In addition, I got thinking about this movie a few weeks ago just because how much technology has changed and just how big this movie was. Supposedly, they made two sequels to this film, sequels which I have refused to watch to this point. Um... Say what you will, however, I'm going by the statement that, oh, what's his name, um, crap, I forgot the little evil dude's name, the, um, not Agent Smith, the guy, the double crosser from the Nebuchadnezzar, whatever his name is, um, but he goes ignorant as bliss, and I'm going that way with the two movie, uh, the revolutions and... Matrix Revolutions, and I can't remember that one name. Yeah, Reloaded. There we go. Reloaded and Revolutions. <laughs> one thing that really helped this movie is I was going to buy it at the store. I was there. Yeah, I could get it on DVD for 10 bucks, but Blu-ray, because I'd have to upgrade it soon, because I'd have to wait, get a little bit more time to have to upgrade it. Shouldn't mention I have this, I have this on VHS, so I've already had to... This will be my second purchase of the film. Problem being is if I go online... It is like 30, 40. It is way too expensive to buy the first movie by itself because no one prints it anymore. I guess the only way we can sell the second two is if we sell it in a set. Only they will do this for some other movies because it'd be really nice not to have to buy freaking sets of like, individuals of everything. It'd be great to be able to buy just one set and say I have them all. Of course, that also led to us purchasing the first four Batman movies. Uh, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin at the store. Uh, as AJ put it, we got two bad and two good Batman movies for 15 bucks. You get to pick which ones are which. <laughs> so, 
for 15 bucks, I could have picked up The Matrix, Matrix Reload, Matrix Revolutions. Uh, it wasn't quite payday yet, so I put the, you know, put the disc back, and lo and behold, AMC was showing The Matrix the other night. So we hit record, and before I could remember what edited for TV meant, we got to watch a special version tonight. <laughs> I am going to say, thankfully, that there really wasn't scenes edited out that I can recall. The recording was something like three hours, and it is almost four in the morning, so yeah, um, we kind of took care of that issue, though some of the dialogue, I don't care if it's been 10 or 20 years, I'm damn well sure they did not say a few of these lines that way in the original version. <laughs> it was radar, there's going to be a few words, and speaking of that, it just makes me think how yeah, there's some violence, but this was back when violence got radar, and I think if it came out today, this would probably get a PG-13, just because I think it's under the one to two fuck rule, and, um, uses a fuck rule, and there's violence, but have you seen what passes for PG-13 these days? Yeah. So, <laughs> on with the cast. So, of course, everyone has to know that the main person is Neo. If you haven't seen the movie, you've heard of it. Guy in the black trench coat, Neo. He's played by Keanu Reeves, or for those who may remember him also, as the guy from Speed who has to save the bomb, bust the bomb on it. Or, as my favorite reference, Bill S. Preston from... Wait, who was Bill? Wasn't he? Or is he Ted? No, it's Ted! I gotcha. Either way, he was from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. If you haven't seen those movies, definitely take take a look, because uh, I will definitely go into it at some point. But no, we'll get into it some. We'll get into it. But those are just awesome classics from the '80s, and I'm just filling time right now. I'm trying to just confirm whatever my brain is not telling me. Okay, I was wrong. Good thing I re-recorded this, because I was going to call him the wrong name the whole time. Keanu Reeves, you will recognize as Ted Theodore Logan from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and apparently the upcoming third movie in the trilogy that they've just announced, so we'll see if that ever happens. <laughs> we also have Lawrence Fishburne. He plays Morpheus. He is... Like the guru, guru. He is the guy who takes Neo under his wing and believes him to be greater. So, you know, scoutmaster, father figure, whatever you want to call it. Great thing about Lawrence Fishburne, though, is my brain keeps wanting me to call it. Is that Samuel L. Jackson? Was that L.O. Cool J? Don't ask me where that came from. I've probably seen Deep Blue Sea too many times. But no. He does not say motherfucker enough to be Samuel L. Jackson. He is fucking car he is fucking cowboy Curtis from Pee Wee's Playhouse. He is Lawrence Fishburne. If I say it enough, maybe I'll remember it. <laughs> the third main character that we have is Carrie Ann Moss, which she's been in quite a few things, but my brain only likes to recognize her as the mom from Fido. Another great movie featuring zombies. I know, Jacks watch zombie movies? That never happens. Um, but she was great in that, and I'm sure she's great in many other things. And she did a kick-ass job with all the stunts in Matrix. 
And then the fourth name that you will recognize is going to be Hugo Weaving. For those who are not sure who I'm talking about, he played Agent Smith. He also played Elrond in Lord of the Rings. You know, um, Arwen's father. Yeah. He, uh, half the movie had me cracking up whenever he spoke. Because all I could think of was the original, not the original, but this Lord of the Rings drinking game that I found online. Where it said, after everything Elrond says, just repeat, Mr. Anderson. Because this came out only a few years after, so it was pretty funny at the time and leave me alone. If I find the rules, I'll link them on the blog post. <laughs> so that's our main cast. Now it's time to go into the basic plot of the film. Spoilers, you've had 17 years. It's still going to be, I'm just leaving a lot of stuff out. So let's just go with it. So, okay. There's this guy, his name is Neil. I gotta stop talking about that. <laughs> There's this guy, his name is something Anderson. Um, he goes by the online handle Neo, and basically he has been looking for this guy named Morpheus, this great hacker. He, he For those who saw like the 1995, I think, film Hackers, he wants to be one of those. <laughs> he would fit in great with that crowd. Um, but so Neo has been, he's looking for this guy Morpheus. He's really into making computer programs and stuff, really smart, computer geek, whatever. Somehow, the guy he's been looking for actually has been looking for him, and he starts talking to the guy Morpheus, and the guy Morpheus is like, I can give you, the world's not as it seems. If you want me to tell you the truth, I'll give you a red pill. If you want to go back and just pretend this never happened, take the blue pill. Well, geez, not that you piped my curiosity, but I'll take the red pill. Holy hell, Neo finds out that the world's not what it seems. We are, our reality is really a computer program. We are actually being kept as batteries for robots because Skynet took over and now, you know, we must, you know, find someone who can save humanity and free them in, and from enslavement and yada, yada, yada. So there's training montages, there's fight scenes, there's a double cross by um, Mr. Douchebag, whose name I can't remember. And not Mr. Anderson, but the one guy who actually double crosses them from the Nebuchadnezzar and kills. Let's see, he kills Switch and he gets Mouse killed and she's planning to kill everyone else. Uh, damn, a Cypher? Maybe? I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's a jerk. I can't remember his name. <laughs> so we have um, double crossing, all that stuff. And in the end, oh look, Neo is our savior, he's Jesus, no, I'm sorry, he's computer Jesus, and he's going to save humanity. And we end with the Rage Against the Machine song. That's the basics. <laughs> so then let's go into a little bit of my, that was the plot, let's go into a little bit of the things I noticed while I was watching the film. First off, at the very game we start out, and there's a lot of, Basically, the computer has that stereotypical black screen with the green lettering. Yeah, I grew up with computers. Well, my first computer was one that had, like, a gray background and orange lettering. So I'm just looking at those going, okay, that looks more like the systems we use at work when I did healthcare and when I did other services. Um, so systems from the 80s, but all right, we'll, we'll go with that's what we're using, but... Basically, we have that stereotypical screen, and we're counting down numbers, and 
for whatever reason, my TV decided I need to have letterbox. I have a 32-inch TV. This was my college graduation gift. And for whatever reason, I'm going, it, my screen is a rectangle. The, the picture on the screen is a rectangle. Why are we getting letterbox? And thankfully, that ended because that is one of the most annoying things to me is just having part of that screen cut off. Um, for those inquiring, this version I saw was rated TV 14 because it was aired on TV. I'm going to say, like, 14-year-olds are totally going to be watching a 17-year-old movie and not think of this, like, was this originally in black and white? Yeah. Go, go play your Pokemons. Uh, no, you don't play Pokemon. What do you play? Uh, you play Pokemon. That's what they play. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and this is a note. Um, AJ watched part of the movie with me while he played on his phone. Um, and it's just how the look for Trinity looks a lot like Lana Wachowski. For those who don't know who Lana Wachowski is, she, I'm probably pronouncing her last name wrong. Okay, so when the, a little bit back here. So when the movie came out, there it was created by the Wachowski brothers, Larry and Adam, something. I don't know. Anyways, well they are now the Wachowskis because they are both transgender, whatever. But at the time this movie, one of them had that neither of them had started the transition yet, and so AJ knows how Trinity looked a lot like how Lana looks now. And so my brain immediately went to, was there some Mary Sue writing going on here? Um, oh, I probably should explain what Mary Sue means, for those who don't know. Mary Sue is Twilight. <laughs> Mary Sue is basically fan fiction. It's where the writer, she put, he or she puts himself into the story and creates the main character to look like them, but then give them all, but then make them basically perfect. They have all the, they say the right thing, they have the right skills, um, it's just, they, they get to put them, it's like their fancy, they put themselves in the story. That's the basics for Mary Sue. There, there is more into it. Do not Google this. I repeat, do not keep safe search on, be careful what you Google, because you're going to get some fan fiction there, and some of that, oh God, just trust me here, okay, this is my public service announcement. You've been warned. Uh, but yeah, so the look Lana has is a little bit trendy, but though it it does make a little sense if you think about it that, you know, people write what they know. You know, I want to be this badass biker chick, computer hacker girl, and I think that would be cool to wear this stuff. Well, you know what? I've spent, I've looked into it, so you know what? I'm going to write about it. Makes sense, but that's just something interesting. Um, near the beginning of the film, we Neo is asleep and he's listening to some music on his headphones. Um, sounds like Rob Zombie, not Rob Zombie, but some really hard rock, some some dance music or something. I think now we the closest thing to it now would be EDM, electronic dance music. I want to know how the silent typing on his computer screen from Morpheus woke him up. Maybe it's just me who can sleep through a fire alarm. And anything else, but how does that wake you up? Incidentally, uh, apparently Neo sleeps a lot because there's at least half a dozen to a dozen scenes in this movie of him waking up. How does he get so much sleep? That said, there's a few clues in the movie. Uh, at the beginning, you can look at the dates uh, and the matrix and the codes 
And the movie actually takes place over the course of 19 months. So, oh, a little over a year and a half. I, I was reading IMDb, so that is a fact that I usually found, but that's not something I'd ever thought of before. Like, that explains how, you know, everyone had time to train, how people knew so much, which has been going on. But, dear God, to be in that Nebuchadnezzar for 19 months, let's say, let's cut down, say he's only there for, like, 18, 17 months. That's a long time, and Cypher was there for nine years? Okay, he went a little crazy, but he, his mind was a little bit too small and a little bit not ready. Let's see here. Um, one other thing I noticed was that when we see Neo's apartment near the beginning, it's a shithole. I mean, like, it, there's barely any light. Papers are everywhere. Um, okay, so maybe it looks a little bit like my office, but I tried to make it look pretty. I tried to make it clean. I tried to have stuff out. I have lighting. For the job he had, he should be able to afford a little bit more, but it's like he didn't care. So maybe he's just spending way too much time looking for Morpheus. The first... I, I have to go at this. It's the first little bit of... Edited for TV dialogue. It's when Neo, these people come to Neo's door looking for a program that he wrote. And Neo asks them if they ever feel like if, they're, like if they ever feel like they can't tell if they're awake or still dreaming. And the guy goes, it's called mescaline. It's the only way to get to lie. F-L-Y. So Sugar Ray's song Fly had come out a few years ago. I don't think that was referring to. And I'm pretty sure the word high was used instead. And if you're already saying the name of the drug, I don't get why. You bother changing it. You, that was just me going, at, okay. Um, there is another scene when someone goes, oh, shucks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't say, oh, shucks. That just reminds me of the bad dubbing from Blade Trinity. Um, I would say the real, I only know the real line, but I can't really say it here because I really don't want a ban from iTunes for saying way too much that I shouldn't say. As Mark is explicit, I'm not going that far. Um, but just made me think also of Speed, of all the, uh, there's that one scene in Speed where Keanu is under the bus and he's relaying what to say. He's relaying, he's saying words for this other guy to relay to the cop. Uh, on the microphone, and he goes, fuck me, and the other guy goes, uh, uh, oh darn, or something equally stupid, I'm like, okay, that's me think of, the most improbable part of this entire movie, okay, we'll say everything can happen, except this one part, and that is FedEx being told to deliver this phone to Neo at his office, and them, A, being on time, B, actually looking for Neo and not just tossing it and running and you know what them actually being polite maybe it's just the number of stuff that's been lost or misdelivered or late but yeah I, I found that made the most improbable thing ever so at some point in the movie Neo goes to a club near the beginning and it's where he some about White Rabbit, I don't know, Trinity finds him there, blah, blah, blah. So, do these clubs, like, exist in real life? Because, I, like, this reminds me of the club, first off, this club's playing Rob Zombie music. Good choice. 
It makes me think of the club, though, from Blade, where they're playing... I don't know the artist, but I know it's called Tale of the Machine. But it's the club where they go in, and all of a sudden the blood starts raining, and then people start killing and biting and all the humans, and blah, blah, blah. Um, they're playing good music. Every club I've been dragged to, hasn't been many, because everyone I get dragged to, is playing some shitty Top 40 dance remix music that's R&B and hip-hop, and it is just weak and boring, and I need... You, this is not just me being in the valley. This is me going to the city, going to San Francisco, going to Sacramento, going different places, and that's just the crap they play. I'm just like, okay, I, I, I don't need the really creepy part of these clubs in the movies, like the vampires or whatever was going on in the Matrix in that club, but could we have some nice mix, maybe, please? <laughs> uh, let's see here. We're going to my notes here. Just things I want to touch on. Oh, yes. If you are tocophobic, that means you have um, an aversion, you're creeped out by pregnancy and childbirth and stuff, this may not be the movie for you. You may be asking why. Well, there is a scene where Neil's being interrogated and they put a bug in him. This bug is like a scorpion-shaped sperm shape robot thingy that I'm surprised it might have been Transformers who would ever want to have the girl Transformer in it and I mean that literally three part three uh, no whatever one it was <laughs> so they it goes inside Neo and you can see it moving around his stomach when first one goes in and then also when they take it out it's moving around and it's just it's like a baby kicking and it's Kind of icky. Kind of creepy. Um, that, the and the scene where Neo wakes up in the real world, quote, real world, and he's in that placenta tub stuff. Yeah, that, that kind of birthing issue. Not for me. Yeah, full disclosure. Uh, just to give you a little bit of insight into how my, my mind works. Dawn of the Dead, the remake. We're in the mall. Love it. Oh, let's kill zombies. Oh, fine. Oh, there's blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The zombie baby kicks the stomach. I, I, bleh. yeah, that's the one part I don't like. I'm just creeped out. <laughs> so that's where I'm going from. But all in all, those scenes aren't too bad. And they're kind of cool. Um, though, I will say the scene where Neo is, he's still being in the interrogation room. And he's like, I want my phone call. And, Agent Smith is like, how can you cough? How can you make your phone call if you can't talk and his, like, lips disappear? That is still really creepy. Um, I won't say the special effects have held up the best, like they look brand new, but they don't look half bad either. I think a lot of the movie, because a lot of it was supposed to look like it was computer generated, they get a lot of passes. But I still think that overall this was a really good job, especially considering this was, like, I think the second Wachowski Brothers, or I'm sorry, Wachowski's film. So they did a really good job getting everything out. Let's see. Let's see here. Oh. And then I do want to, so those are just a few parts. I do want to point out that there were, I wasn't paying 100% attention to part of the movie, especially when we got to that bullet sequence where he, the bullets are shooting and 
Neo like dodges them and it freezes and we do the whole camera goes around in a circle. Sorry, but I, I looked up on IMDb as well. By 2002, so that's three years later, that sequence had been spooked in over 20 different movies. I, hell, the whole thing with, here's where it jumped the shark. How they did that scene is they had like cameras set up in a circle, and so each one would take a picture one at a time um, at that moment, so that way they could get the whole view from around, from going in a circle, because we're getting that exact moment as we move pictures around. They used that exact same technology in a boy band video for 98 Degrees song, I Do Cherish You, okay? That's how far it's gotten, and that's where it's just like, eh, seen it. It's it's an honor to be, the say parody or whatever is the best, or imitation is the best form of flattery. Yeah, but when you've seen the movie five, when you haven't seen it for over ten years, but you've seen this exact scene done that many times, and obviously a copy in many of those instances, it does kind of get to a point. Last thing I want to say about the movie, and this is about the end, and that is when Neo and Trinity are in love, because we had to have a love story in the movie, because movies cannot go anywhere without a love story. Pet peeve. It took until last year's, let's see, Pacific Rim. That was another sci-fi movie that came out, came out last year. Robots, giant monsters, I'm there. And you know what? There was no goddamn love story. This movie didn't, you know, I, I don't, you've reduced Trinity down to the lowest form of character that I can even think of. She's worse than an NPC in a game. Because her entire existence now was to be, because now we found out her whole reason for being throughout the movie. It's because the one we will know who the one, who Jesus, whatever is, but because that will be the person that Trinity falls in love with. Why not just make her pregnant? Because, you know, that's all women are good for. Just saying, that's a pet peeve of mine, reducing women to these roles where that's all they're good for. <sighs> okay, I think I've rambled and ranted for enough. <laughs> Overall, the movie was still really good. I would give this, for rewatchability, um, I would give it a 3 out of 5. It's it's good. It's definitely something that will be entertaining, and there are some really awesome fight scenes. That lobby scene still kicks major ass. <laughs> and you know the one if you've seen it. If not, watch it for the lobby scene with the guns. You will understand. Um... And it doesn't get higher marks just because, again, it's bit, there's so many scenes that have been copied so much that it's really hard to... It draws away from it. It takes away the focus. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm kind of interested now in seeing those second two movies. But I'm not exactly motivated. Maybe I will. Tell y'all what. If I get enough comments on the blog post at nonoms.net, N-O-N-O-M-S.net, regarding me watching those two movies, I will watch them for you, and I will put down my phone, I'll put down my video games, and I will actually pay attention just for my lovely listeners. But I gotta get some feedback here, I gotta get some, you know, encouragement, so leave me a comment, let me know what you think. Um... If you don't want me to watch me, you don't care, but you do want to give me some constructive criticism or give me a suggestion for a new episode, hey, 
there's still a blog post you can comment on, so please give me that information. Um, so yeah, that about wraps up this episode. I do want to give a shout out to all of our listeners on Stitcher. You know, there's there's just so many people who are listening on there. I look at our stats. I see a lot of you guys there. If you don't have Stitcher and you're looking for a new app, check it out. It is free to download. Google Play Music also has recently launched podcast, and you can go there on your Android, on your iOS device, on your computer. Just go to where you go to Google Music and you know, go to Google Music. You don't have to pay for this. It's free. You can stream my podcast. Just search Saturday Morning Pajamas. Um, it's great because if you're off the computer doing work, you can stream it that way or you can stream it anywhere else. And if you love to, you can pay for ad-free content, but you don't have to listen to my podcast. It's only if you want to. Um, we also have some really great listeners over at TuneIn. So, you know, it. there's like 100,000 real radio stations. So, you don't want to listen to me, or you're done listening to me, you can go listen over there. Some really great information, really great, uh, there's like 4 million podcasts, so if you're on TuneIn and you listen to me, thank you. <laughs> um, you are appreciated. I would give you more props, but I don't know who you are, because I'm going to comment. <laughs> um, so that is pretty much it. Um, if you do like what you hear, then you heard, heard. I can speak English. It's 4.15 a.m. Just, just going to leave that out there. I'm coherent enough right now. Um, and I'm trying to be quiet because AJ's asleep, but I've stopped caring at this point. That said, if you like what you heard, if you like what you, are, what you have heard and you want to hear more, you want to give some support, check out our website. Check out nonoms.net. That's N-O-N-O-M-S.net. Leave us a comment on the blog post. Give us some, just some feedback, some constructive criticism. Give us some suggestions. Um, if you really love us, you can be our patron on Podbean. There'll be a link in the podcast and the blog post. You know, we have a lot of information there. We're working on improving every day, but you know what? I want to give you guys what you want here, and the only way for me to do that is for you guys to give me a shout out. So, thank you once again for tuning into Saturday Morning Pajamas. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And I will see you next week. Bye.